<laughs> uh, my daughter is now a smartass. That's I guess that's a development. Oh, snap. Did she give you attitude for the first time? No, no. So, no, <laughs> not not um, in the sense that she's a smartass. Like she's a disrespectful piece of shit. But um, like she's she's outwitting us. Oh, we had a, um, a holiday party over the weekend down in Kokomo. So we, we stayed at a hotel, and I brought Scarlett and, and Amy. And we're trying to put her to bed, um, and she's got her little pack and play, which is basically like a baby cage. And um, we're telling her lay down, you know. And she's got television on, lay down, you know. If you don't lay down, we're gonna turn the TV off, you know. Kind of pick and choose. And she's like slumped against the side of the the baby cage, and you know, put your head on the on the pillow, or we're gonna turn the TV off. And then she's like, no. I was like, all right, I guess you don't want to put your head in the pillow. We're gonna turn the TV off. We get about chance to turn the TV off. She picks up the pillow. And then puts it behind her head rather than laying down on the pillow. She's like, okay, you asked me to put the pillow behind my head. So rather than do what you actually want, I'm going to do literally that, but I'm going to circumvent what you're trying to get. I was like, okay, I mean, you're not wrong. You did put your head on the pillow, but I was not what I was getting it. If my son never did that to me, you want me to punch you in the fucking throat? (laughs) He's going to do that. He's going to do that to you, Pabs. I'm just, this is like forewarning you what to expect. Your child will outwit you and you're like, oh, okay, we're at that stage now where I have to be smart and think of all the possibilities of what I'm saying so I can make sure you do exactly what I want and not do kind of what I want, but in in your way. The way you Damn, want. Damn, so she I got you. It's far yeah, too I, early. I, I couldn't even front her. She wasn't wrong. She yeah. put her head on the pillow. I mean, that's what I asked. You just got so, him. Really? Me. <laughs> it's she one of them days you put your hands it. on your waist, like, oh. <laughs> it's that day. <laughs> I had to recognize it. I'm like, okay, you got me. I'm going to get you think next about time. What I asked. You win. <laughs> yeah, I'll, next I'll time, I'll catch it. Thinking you on this one. Next time, gadget. <laughs> so yeah, my my daughter has reached the stage of being a smartass. Shit, dude! Congratulations. Yeah. I wish yep. you the best of luck, man. We're, we're, well, she she came from my loins, so I shouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 11 of the Built Sideways podcast. I am your host for this episode, Chris Pabs, Chris underscore Pabs, Pabs, Pabby Cakes, Pab, something else. I don't know. I can't think of any other names that you guys give me. Papalante. Italian spice. 76 Cadillac Pabalante. <laughs> uh, whatever it, the name you give me, I'll, I'll take it because uh, I'm not that pay. Uh, I'll just call you a bitch. Um, so with me, <laughs> with me tonight um, are a, uh, a great, a great circle of friends, um, starting with uh, the uh, returning uh, champion of Indiana, Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. What? I'm a champion? When, yeah. when, when did I earn such a title? I... You're a champion in our hearts, man. Champion Where, where's my belt? I want my belt. <laughs> you're wearing it. You're welcome. What? Next up. Oh, shit. You're right. You got me. 
Next up, we got our man in Jersey, uh, Brian. Oh, yeah, I'm in Jersey. That's right. I get that sometimes. <laughs> so far away. And then finally, Just... up his own ass, Julio. <laughs> <laughs> I got my feet stuck in him. What up, guys? Doing the Tim Assault. <laughs> Practicing that archery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm an archer right now. Exactly. So, uh, no Z today. Um, again, once again, um, he is a little busy with uh, real life stuff, which is a little more important currently. Uh, so uh, we wish him, uh, we wish him a speedy, speedy snake bite recovery, as always. Fucking snake is a terrorist. <laughs> Just moving back and forth between Illinois and Indiana, man. What can we do? Uh, I thought I was yeah. safe, and and I wasn't. He showed up at my door, <laughs> banging and hollering and yelling at me to come outside and, and fight him. Damn. And I I, Yo, I, I won. That's why I'm here. But he, he said he'll come back. So it's I'm not a even scared, an guys. What? Why do you think I called you a champion? Kick that thing's ass, but now I went back to Z. So I forgot about that. What we can do. All right. So uh, yeah. So today we got a couple of uh, pretty interesting topics. I think um, one of them being the jack of all trades, but master of none. Now, uh, I, I think this was one of my topics, right? So uh, to explain it a little bit further, um, it's essentially uh, what is the the benefit or the detriment of focusing on one kind of style one we're focusing on one kind of um technique and um mastering that but kind of ignoring everything else that could potentially uh better that technique or worsen it depending on how you look at it so uh i think i guess i'll start off with um kind of uh, julio like what do you think about of this whole you know kind of just, just beelining it to that one thing and making sure you you're really good at that thing but then kind of ignoring anything else Imagine, if you will, only seeing one constellation in the sky. Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you can you can definitely master something, and mastering one thing is incredible in its own right. Personally, I think you should master or try to master as many things as possible. Right, because you never know if mastering something else will help you gain an even deeper understanding of something else that you were doing. You know, I get, I get it, but like, wouldn't you say that mastering that one thing it, it kind of takes your focus away from those other other things, and then you know, who knows how long it would take to master that one thing? It could take Why a lifetime to master that. Master two things at once. Why not three things at once? Split, that's the split question. focus is is it'll fuck you up you think i don't know see that's the question right because yeah. there are there are there are some out there myself included uh, to a degree where um it's very difficult to be like okay i want to be able to do this one thing very very well right and then it doesn't have to be specifically a style it could be a, a technique or um something that you've seen other people do but you want to be able to to really get it down to a to a t right and yet, you know, doing that would mean focusing only on that and not being able to focus on everything else that you do. So, yeah. uh, Kyle, what do you what do you think, man? Like, what is what is your your method, and what do you think is uh, um, a more beneficial thing for builders out there to kind of uh, to kind of do? Uh, well, so I'm going to have like a, a personal tie to this, so. Um, 
I, I find I, I fall more in line with the jack of all trades, master of none than a master. And being in that realm of things, I've always kind of looked at people that I feel have mastered a skill with a uh, sense of jealousy uh, to a degree. Cause you know, I thought, Oh, you know, if only I was a master at something, I would be able to like achieve greater than what I can. Cause I feel being uh, a jack of all trades, even though you have skills in many facets, you're, you're only just good enough. You know, you, you, you pass for, for okay, but you're not anywhere near a mastery of all any of these skills in particular and so i always kind of look at someone who is a master of something with you know a sense of like hey i wish i could be a master at least one thing um but i i don't know it's i think both have their benefits in themselves like if you have a mastered skill obviously to master it you had a passion you had a drive you put effort into it you you know you you, you did what was necessary to master it, which means it was all by willingness um, which means you're getting what you want out of it. But being a jack of all trade kind of allows you to not get stuck to something because you can float around different skills and and tactics and do the minimum and kind of you know um, fluently work through things. While as a master, you're kind of confined to only one skill being really good, while others may not be nearly as good because you only you know, focused on that one attribute. So I don't know. It, it could, uh, it could be, um, it's subjective. I'm, I'm going to say, cause in some cases a master who's skilled in one skill is great while a jack of all trades who is not skilled, but proficient in many skills, um, is, is good as well. But I mean, Brian, you're, you're in the same boat as me where I feel you're very much a jack of all trades. You're skilled in many facets. Yeah. I tote that. I promote that. Jack of all trades. Uh, actually, talk about that a lot. Um, it is definitely good to know a little bit about everything, because everything, in my opinion, now this isn't what everyone's opinion is, but in my opinion, the more you know about everything, the more you can. Like, and this I've said this in the past. Like, the more you know all ways, the stronger you become in your own like method or your own path. So, you can learn things to help your particular craft. Like, say um bartending okay it's gonna be ridiculous right but you can learn a lot through learning mixology and learning craft and skill and repetition from bartending that you could apply to model making which is going to sound wow well you get used to pouring the same amount of alcohol from a different size vessel you get used to performing the same actions to produce the same result a consistent result a metered result that's that's like you know, specific and bartending in your professional realm is very, very specific and, and kind of scrutinized. Same thing can go down with model making where you're performing similar actions. You're doing things either, whether it be like pouring, you know, solvent or just getting your ratios right or sanding with the, the right kind of uh, pressure, uh, depending on whatever, you know, that kind of stuff, like those repetition things, those all kind of like bang in. So, you know, there you go. Bartending can help your model making. Um, it could be, you know, whatever it might be. So like learning more things globally in a way helps you become stronger in your own path, but it also just helps you become more worldly. Like if we are too focused and too close-minded on the things that we do, our path becomes 
kind of like, uh, you know, our, our family tree looks like a stick, you know, or a stump, you know, it doesn't like have a lot of branches and, uh, you know, diversity. Real stumpy there, tree. (laughs) A wise man once said, be like water. (laughs) And I like to make shit wet. So, <laughs> is that the rabbit from Tricks? Is that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's Bruce Lee, I, man. Come on. <laughs> man. Um, Come on. So, for me, um, uh, for I mean, from from observation, right? A lot of people kind of um, see what other people are doing um, in this hobby. Whether it, you know, again, it's kind of just the the overall kind of model making thing. Um, I see a lot of people kind of. Uh, look at somebody else's work and be like, okay, I want to do it like they do. And then they beeline towards just that, that, that technique or, um, you know, without, with kind of disregarding everything else that could necessarily really benefit them by learning and trying to kind of not necessarily master because mastering can take a lifetime, right? You could take several lifetimes to, to, to just kind of get, get it down to a science. Um, that can be really kind of, you know, uh, an unachievable goal of mastering something because it, it's just it can just take a really long time. Um, ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. Like it's a you know it it it's really more of a detriment when you just kind of beeline for that one thing because like for example for me um, to to get like the the clean scribing and and all that stuff right I had to kind of go through more than than that because I had to study. The design of it. I had to study the, uh, you know, the the practicality of it, and then, you know, with that, I started to learn more about uh, additive design, right? Because at the end of the day, scribing is a a uh, subtractive uh, yeah. method, right? So learning additive, la- learning to add layers to your piece, uh, really kind of elevates your your goal of of scribing because once you've learned, you know, elevated uh, kind of adding different layers to your piece, you then go, okay, well, where should these scribe lines go? What what, sh- what should they be for? What is the practicality? What is the use of them? And then from there, you start to learn illustration because now you're, start- you're starting to learn the design aspect of it and you start to kind of develop that eye. And then from there, you kind of go, okay, well, now I have to learn color separation. From there, you learn color theory and so on. So it becomes such a broader sense of the techniques that you are learning all around you or you're learning you know, from that one thing that you are aiming for and you, um, you know, even though you have an overarching goal of, okay, I want to be, I want to, I want to get this scribing down to analysis science, you then start to kind of go, okay, but then there are other things that can help me get to that level um, simply by broadening your horizons and trying to learn different other things. You don't have to necessarily mean, you know, that, that your focus is going to be on those other things. You just have to be open enough to go, okay, how is this going to benefit me? How is this going to help out for me in the long run in terms of my goal? And, you know, it, it's not, it's never going to do you any, any, uh, any good by just going, okay, I want to learn this one thing and that's it. You don't want to be a one note wonder. Yeah, that kind of that kind of brings up a point. So, when it comes to being a master of something, like let's say a master painter or a master sculptor, uh, don't Kyle, they I'm have? Gonna, I'm going to get out of the way and say I'm a I am a masturbator. Masturbator, yeah. I mean, that, that is a craft in itself. I I dabble in the arts. Um, uh, but I think like so, like a master sculptor, 
so for someone to be considered master in that craft of sculpting, they have to have a, an understanding of form, uh, you know, proportion, dimension. Like there's different subsections of, I would call it that, that culminate into what is sculpting as a whole. So wouldn't you say that scribing and doing additive design and all in color theory, or not really color theory, but everything you were basically talking about, aren't they facets of a larger skill set that you could be a master in? Yeah. I, I mean, that's what, kind of what I'm saying, right? So if you are, so I'm not necessarily saying that you shouldn't master these other things, right? Or you, your goal shouldn't be to, to master these other things because you, you definitely can. Um, there are people out there who've, who've kind of gone through each stage of their kind of building uh, quote career and have absolutely kind of mastered different aspects of, of the things that they do to create their own sense of identity. Right. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is it, that might not necessarily be your initial goal of, you know, kind of learning uh, or mastering everything around you. Because it, even if you are kind of um, uh, very, a, a very multitasked oriented person, having your eyes on way too many prizes means you're, you don't have your eye on these, on the prize at all. So it's more of a balance. True. Yeah, no prize, right. Yeah. yeah, I can relate. I feel like I have ADHD when it comes to the things I want to learn and become proficient in. Every other week, it's like, oh, I want to learn sculpting. I want to do scribing. I want to do modifying proportions, kit bash. But that's paint, absolutely benefiting yada, you. Yada, yada. But it, okay. Yeah, but the problem that I find with that is I don't spend enough time to actually gain a high level proficiency where if I were to try to do that again, I could repeat the process without hiccup. And I feel like that's a negative drawback to being a quote unquote master of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none that I, I can get by, but I don't spend enough time in each of these subsections or whatever you want to call them to really shine through. And I know being me personally, I'm constantly driven by, Oh, I want to try and learn. I want my hands at this. I want to try this. I want to try that. And then when I'm okay with what I've done, I move on to the next thing rather than stick with it a little bit longer to really drive home the skill and make it something that I can do proficiently. I move on to the next task because, okay, I, I, it came out the way I wanted it to. So I feel like I'm at the mark and then I move on to a new task. And that could be a negative drawback to being a quote unquote jack of all trades where, yeah, I can get by. And, I mean, I'm not going to make, you know, a living off of these skills because I'm not at that proficiency level, but I can get by with it where it's not garbage. And that could be kind of a drawback to that where I look at my work and compare it to others, which isn't necessarily a negative or positive thing. Depends on how you handle that comparison, that, that critique. But I'm like, Oh, you know what? I wish I kind of put more time into these skills because when I put it against people that actually are, quote unquote, more proficient or have a mastery of that skill, you really can see the difference, you know, in how it was executed. That could be negative. <clears throat> I think with trying to become like a master model builder, you have to be a jack of all trades in all the other skills. So like to get there, you have to dabble in all of it, really. I Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you, Julio. I think that that's definitely... Uh, a big part of that path. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still just having fun being creative and doing my thing. I'm no master at all. Um, but um, I do like you know um, 
So hold up. This is a different thing. So it brings to, to, to mind this question too. Is can you can you master a thing? Is another question, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like mass like, you know, like say you wanna, you know, what fuck ever, like, you know, building houses and stuff. Can you master building houses? I don't mean I guess so, but like there's probably always something more you can do. You could always Frank Lloyd write the shit out of something <laughs> and like really get innovative and really push the boundaries. He's constantly learning and constantly coming up with new things and pushing boundaries and exceeding, you know, and, and succeeding. And that is another way of there being no master to anything. So what is the point in trying to just focus only on one thing when you could be such a more you could have such a more rich life? by experiencing many things. I, I agree with you there. I, I think um, when, when, we, when you say mastering something, it means like you have absolute control over, over this thing, right? You have mastery of it. Um, when it, it's, it kind of relates back to us talking about the pursuit of perfection because ma mastering something means you've perfected it. And that's not necessarily an achievable thing, right? You can get something down to a science, can get very good at it but in terms of being right. like oh yes i am a master so and so is proficiency um, is not mastery exactly it's not it's just it's getting something down to a very uh a very good method um mm. and you know and this is kind of a con i wouldn't say a controversial thing to say but i think it's it's something that everybody kind of knows deep down within themselves right no matter how good you are at something no matter how uh, how much of a science you have something down, somebody out there knows how to do it much better. Yeah, bro. You know, but, it is a. But we were skating real hard all the time back in the day, like in the like mid to late early two thousands, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. We would always say, like, it doesn't matter how good you are now at your like you know mid twenties. Like, there's going to be a twelve year old kid that can do exactly what you're doing in ten days. So it doesn't, it's it doesn't matter how how hot shit you think you are because <laughs> there's yeah, some it's... little whippersnapper out there that's gonna be like oh that's cool <laughs> does it as well and you're like oh, fuck, man. i worked on that shit for a year <laughs> i remember um i remember before jumping into um into social media and kind of sharing my work you know i was i was starting to do um i was trying to to kind of get my my whole kind of clean thing going um, just trying to, you know, kind of trying to get it to the best I can get it and, and feeling very confident about myself and what I do. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is getting kind of close to those people that I, I admired, you know, back in the day, um, you know, those Japanese builders that I, I kind of looked up to. And I was like, yeah, this is getting kind of close. And then I see somebody like, uh, like Serhuya come out with mm -hmm. this insanely clean thing that I, 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 that still blows my mind to this day. Like, I, I don't understand how this man gets things as clean as he does. Um, I agree. And it, yeah. And it's just like, I, I, I got, I have so much more to go. Like, you know, he it's, it's not a, in a resident evil lab, bro. Everything's <laughs> sterile. That's yeah. hey, you need that though. Yeah. I mean, that's mm -hmm. part of the, the craft ultimately, yeah. you know, it's that's an part of his level. Yeah. Yeah. Science, exactly. Science to craft. And then that's amazing. It's part of the science. science. And, um, um, you know, I love that. It, it's not a, it's not like a, a, a deterrent for me to work harder because you know seeing it and blow, blowing my mind be like no that's that's it's actually the complete opposite and go you know it actually pushes you on to go okay there is another level to to this thing that i'm doing 
let's go further. Let's go. Let's get to his level. Let's you know. Let's see if we can get there. It it pushes you, it pushes you forward, and that's I think something that I sh- I always try to kind of convey is like okay, um, your your thing is right here right now right your what you're trying to to perfect you know whatever method it is whatever methods plural it is as well like yeah you see somebody who's doing it better than you I you know I can guarantee you this same person was at your level thinking oh man I can get this better than you know I can be as good as this other guy they they were there. That means you can get there. Get yourself up there. Don't tell me how to live my life, Babs. <laughs> I will tell you how to live it to the very last second. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you could definitely get there. I just think you need to figure it all out before you get there. You know? Although you that's up- the thing. is like You don't just get there. There isn't like no instant enlightenment. There's no Shazam lightning bolt striking you from the heavens. Kazam! Oh, I am all knowing and all powerful. I can do all things because muscle memory and uh, you have to learn through failure and like all the shit that we've all known and we all go through. Like there are people out there though I know that do that do unfortunately fall to that pitfall that want that. Uh, this in this age of Amazon, uh, give it now. I ordered that. I ordered my skills yesterday. <laughs> said one day delivery i'll I'll pay for prime give it to me now (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys there's also like the the concept of you you see some buddies um skill level being put out in the open and it almost seems like a daunting task that you can't achieve um because it might maybe uh in in the the scope of let's say like uh, 3d design or scrap building or something in that sense where there's there's layers to the design, there's layers to the the thing that they did, and you see the end result, or maybe you see some of the work in progress, and you're thinking to yourself, "Wow, you know, regardless of this person's been in the hobby for years, months, days, whatever case may be, they, I've seen people that are fresh off the street execute some pretty amazing, um, you know, creative designs, but as like a newcomer, someone who's not familiar with that." you may look at it and go, wow, I, I would never be able to achieve that because you don't understand the steps involved. And that could be quite hard when you, you know, you may be pretty intuitive to picking things up, but if you don't even know where to start or the different, you know, processes that are involved in it, you could try it out as many times as you want and still not get anywhere with it. And I mean, it's, you know, they have the whole tutelage of practice makes perfect. Well, it's, it's not really accurate perfect practice makes perfect so if you're trying a task or you're trying to master something but you're not doing it correctly you're not doing it in a um productive way that could be daunting for you and you you may not reach the level you're looking for and you just move on to something else kind of thing um and that's i guess that's the problem with social media is you always see people's end work because that's the that's the best part of the the thing they want to show you the best part and it's hard for certain individuals myself included to fathom how they got to that point and it can be kind of um daunting to you like wow i have no clue how they did that i would love to try that but i don't even know where to start and then you get kind of overtaken by the the concept of trying to figure it out and then you kind of give up because you're like i can't figure it out i don't know how to do it i'll move on to something that's a little more manageable um and that kind of prevents you from mastering it that's kind of the flip side of that coin right where you see somebody who's who's at a level uh higher than kind of what your current skill set is and it becomes a, a demotivating factor into you 
furthering your knowledge um, or furthering your your mastery of a certain craft or crafts, right? It's um, and I think that's the the wrong mentality to have. Um, you know, seeing somebody who's who's worked at this a little bit longer than you um, just means that they've put more time in, and that it is this is the perfect opportunity for you to put the same amount of time in, or you know, or however much time you can put in to get there. You know, it doesn't. This isn't a race at the end of the day. You know, this isn't um, this isn't something that you need to achieve first. You know, faster than anybody else. Is you know, you, this is at your own leisure. At the end of the day, this hobby is a leisure to to you know, to a lot of people. It is a way to to calm down after a stressful day. It is it is a way for you to unwind at the end of the day. Um, this should be uh, something that you do for your enjoyment, you know, uh, and it should be a, uh, a those people who have done it longer and and have kind of gotten to a level that you would want to get um, should be a motivating factor to show you that you are learning and that you are going to get on that path and you are going to to eventually uh you know get there and maybe even higher depending on how motivated you are and how um how how much you want it so just keep keep going be motivated by these people well i mean it's easy to say be motivated by it tabs but people are gonna take it how they take it you know you see this Mm. if it if it's detrimental to you it's detrimental to you and it's not even a matter of time it could just be a matter of not understanding or fathoming what it takes to execute that end goal it could take you 20 years but if you don't have the tools or some basis of knowledge or guidance you could never reach that because you you're not even like let's say you're supposed to go up a mountain but you're looking in the completely opposite direction trying to figure out how to go up this mountain until you turn around you're never going to know the direction in which you have to travel to go up the mountain and that's, I don't think it's a matter of time as much as it's a matter of information and guidance. And I don't think it's always the case of people trying to get the skills now, you know, maybe you're one day shipping on Amazon kind of thing. It could just be frustrating for people where they're trying, they want to be somewhat successful, you know, and it's all part of the learning process where you could, you'll hit a wall. It happens to everybody. And no matter how many, how much time you try into it, you just can't seem to get over this wall kind of thing. And it could be daunting to you. Whether you're, you're looking at other people's work or not, you could, it's just part of the process. So sometimes it could just be just information. Somebody giving you that magic pro tip that you didn't think about that they learned from somebody or they figured out on their own, depending on the circumstance, they can get them with. So it's, it's not necessarily a matter of, hey, don't worry, you'll get it, you know, kind of thing. It, it could also be... Um, advice to those that have successfully accomplished it understand that not everyone gets it you know we all think differently we all process information differently we also all have creative thought processes are different so look to other people that may be challenged or like people that ask you questions and things of that nature i don't know you do this path where you help a lot of people out and i don't know explain it to them in a way that you figured out or give them as much information maybe help them conquer that hurdle and then if you're in this position you know to help overcome your uh, negative emotion to not being able to accomplish what you see other people accomplishing, ask those people. Maybe you can get some insight in what you're working on that will help you get over that wall. Um, I mean, it's easy to say, cheer up, you'll get it. But I think there's more to it. It's not always that cut dry, you know, in, in most circumstances. So I feel like both options should be encouraged. 
both ask for help, but also try not to let the negativity bring you down. Yeah. All said. Be mad yeah. negative, son. <laughs> <laughs> if you're negative, you'll get it eventually. Walking dead, call everybody a piece of shit. Don't ask nobody for help. <laughs> it's like, that's how I got where I am today. <laughs> I don't know where you are today by asking me questions. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. You right. I'm lying. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Almost as if you were on purpose telling the fib. Yeah. For Fuck comedic that. value. Holy shit. This guy's yep. a jokester. Would you, would you go to someone who claims they're a master or to someone who's, well, whose work you've seen and they it looks like they could be a master, but do they have that mentality of like, yeah, I'm a master. You want to ask me questions, you bitch. Uh, personally, personally, <laughs> I have, I've never gone to somebody um, whose work I, I admired and wanted to get to a level that, and they were like, yeah. A master. <laughs> it's never, it's never happened. No, so far. No. Um, yeah. You know, everybody no. who I've spoken to has always been very humble and and um, very kind of, oh, very open to um, to kind of sharing information, which is a far cry from how it was maybe, uh, thirteen years ago, fourteen years oh, ago, hands where it's down, Chris. Oh You're my so goodness. Right. Yeah, where yeah. people would be like, eh, I don't really want to talk about it. This is kind of my thing. I want to want to keep it to myself. This is my technique. You know. <laughs> You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how people were would be so secretive with how uh, things were done back then, um, yeah. but nowadays it's, it's be like, hey, watch my YouTube video for free on how I did this thing. <laughs> you know, right. it's crazy the 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 wealth of information and sharing the you know of of knowledge and and of people who have been in this craft a, a very long time. Um, you know, for example, child Tim Tim Child of Mecca, right? Mm-hmm. Like his his kind of um, uh, kind of welcoming nature of, of hey if you want to learn i'm here to teach you and it's not about because i've mastered this it's because i've i've experienced this and I've, I've experienced the different hurdles that people are going through right now and i want to show you how i did it so maybe it can help you find a way to get over your hurdles and see how you can do it yourself um yeah you know yeah it's definitely um it's definitely a, a different kind of of uh feel now it's more it's way more welcoming despite you know uh despite a couple of a uh, couple bad eggs um, yeah. that's me. It's, I'm the bad egg. I will say <laughs> the lack of dudes living on top of high mountains with Fu Man shoes that are giving out <laughs> knowledge is very. I, I don't like this. I, I, I'm not expecting any advice from anybody who doesn't have a Fu Man shoe with white hair beard. I don't want no knowledge from some smooth faced child. <laughs> They're not masters. If you can't grow Fu Man shoes, you clearly haven't mastered oh, anything. Shit. I'm <laughs> Uh, give me a couple months, Kyle. This will grow out. There's no mountains in Illinois. I'll just stand uh, like on a ladder. Just my house. get a box. A box will do. I know the, we're in we're in the modern the era. Boxes. Uh, a smoke machine in the background, so it looks like you're yeah. up above the clouds. So I don't know, man. But it has to be white. Only only white fumin shoe. If it's, if it's black, I don't, that's that's just minor mastery. <laughs> so that was a tongue twister. Uh, speaking of. Uh, new techniques, right, or techniques that people have been trying to to really get down to a certain science for, especially for this hobby, right? 3D printing, okay, and this is kind of like almost a continuation of a conversation we had at, uh, on mechanism, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, year ago. Gosh, 
I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. But something that uh, something that we brought up kind of briefly and had a, a very uh, energetic discussion about <laughs> back there. Three um, D printing um, is, I think, a relatively new thing that people are starting to kind of really uh, bring into uh, into this hobby, whether whether it's it's mecha or war or auto or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know what 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 exactly is it? How does it benefit us? What is the detriment of it? And um, what kind of applications have you guys seen or, or even used uh, for this uh, for this new kind of uh, thing? And why are so many traditional modelers kind of kind of kind of against it? Because they're scared. <laughs> <sighs> no, not because they're scared. <laughs> They scared about it. <laughs> scared about it. No. Okay. Um, all right. I'm not. I'm not going to be the first person to talk. About no, this. you have to. No, be. you have no, to. No, no, no. Even though, I, even though I had to sigh, I had to. I had to fucking sigh. What the fuck? No, 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 no. Look. Okay. I don't 3D print, right? And I'm a guy that makes things, and I've always been one of those guys that makes things, right? So. I got my side, <laughs> but <laughs> things have changed since I first posted this topic in the list. <laughs> so, so I don't feel like it's necessarily fair for me to be the first person to go talk about this. But the topic is what it's a uh, 3D printing, and then like, how is it affecting, and is it like going to be the death or be- uh, like a rebirth of the modeling community? Because it does offer a lot of different options, but there are many sides to this coin exactly too but <laughs> so uh, the, the the entire topic title is 3d printing what is it why is it and is it going to ruin or save model customization bracket uh, what hurt and bracket <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it i can't believe i didn't jump into it sooner i mean it was at a, a decent price point so it wasn't like super easy to get into when it first came out Mm. But once they had that sale, bro, what? I was like, all right, I could do this. I can, I can definitely get a three D printer. Like, Everybody not... snatched up the El Gumars on yeah, that sale. Dude. Yeah, yep. dude. And I was like, I'm not getting any of these stimmies because the government hates me, and I don't know how to file my taxes <laughs> appropriately, apparently. And uh, so I got to hold my dollarinos until I got to pay my bills. Missed it. Yeah, that's all right though. I, yeah, I got to stimmy. Mean, <laughs> yeah, price point was definitely a gate that was open to a lot of people. Um, yeah, you know, at that sale, and even now, like a lot of like two uh, K and four K printers are very cheap, um, going anywhere from just a little over two hundred all the way down to maybe hundred bucks. Yep. Um, it's it's gotten it's gotten very easy to go. Oh yeah, I want to get into three D printing. Why not? You know, there's not much of a money sacrifice, and yeah. for a lot of people, that was the main hurdle. Um, I mean, you know, even even as far back as like maybe two or three years ago, you know, very basic um, entry level printers were going from anywhere between 2,300 to $5,000. Yep. So it was a, uh, it wasn't very consumer friendly. Um, it was very, was uh, very much a specialist tool. And um, for a lot of people in, uh, in this hobby, it wasn't something that was necessary because a lot of traditional modeling happened from your hands. It never really started from the screen, you know, whether it be starting a design or, or um, kind of, you know, uh, trying to add or subtract things to what you're making. Uh, it was always 
on pa- you know whether it was on paper or you're doing it practically it was always with your hands and then all of a sudden here it is this new technique where you had to learn things on screen and and um you know you don't make the thing with your hands you kind of let the machine do it for you do all the calculations and make this thing to scale uh yeah. so um it, it's definitely a, a brand new thing it's I, I think it's still quite an unexplored thing um but uh kyle you're you're a resin printer man like i you know you and i kind of got one roughly the same time yeah we all three of us did uh julio you and, and myself um so actually i just reinvested in um the 3d printing game bought myself a photon mono x uh, get your old photon is a little too small um i will nice. say so I'll, I'll put this disclaimer out there when we first got into 3d printing what like a year and a half ago um in the sense of scale modeling it didn't really offer a lot um at the most what you would do like if you were working on armor and tanks and stuff you could print out little you know kits for um, ammo containers and get some stowage, get gears, some oil cans, stowage, right? yeah. Yeah. you yeah, could exactly. do stuff like that and, and it's all pre-made designs so you just download the file and, and go to town um, if you were into minis obviously there was a huge market for that you print out your own minis custom made or um, you know personal stuff and then for when it came to Gundam it wasn't really a lot in there like maybe you could download some of the um, detail parts and stuff like that that they had available but for the most part when it came to, to Gundam and, and Gunpla 3D printing wasn't a huge benefit um, especially over some of the more traditional like scratch building and other small detail part making skills um, it didn't really offer a lot you know where it was worth the investment um, even though you're, you're talking about $300 minimum in some cases or max in some cases but it just didn't make sense to have a 3D printer. But now, um, in recent months, a lot of 3D modelers have kind of proven the value even in Gumpla. Um, like in one case, uh, Met Case, Nick, he actually designs both detail parts as well as like kit bash parts, like shoulders and things of that nature. Um, and it's kind of showing the validity behind 3D printing for this particular hobby. Um, I myself, I dabble in just printing bust and 3D figures and stuff like that. But I do want to get into more 3D design and start making like parts and stuff like that because I, I try to scratch build a couple of things. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it's a lot of trying to understand forms and shapes and how you build upon them to make more detailed stuff like that. And that's that's kind of something I need to work on fundamentally to get a better understanding of it. But, um, I feel like with 3D printing, you can it kind of unlocks a lot of things. The only um, hindrance, I'd say, is technology. So if you're not skilled in the use of technology or you do not have powerful enough um, computing, that could be a huge kind of deterrent from going from a traditional standpoint into a more 3D graphic design, 3D printing um, kind of setup. Um, so not everyone has a powerful enough computer or knows how to use programs like Blender and ZBrush and all that. I think if, if you just want to like print stuff, download stuff and print it, you can do that. You don't need a lot of computing power, but if you want to make your own and start 3d sculpting, like it's going to take a bit of power on your, your Mm. PC, you know, a fair amount of skill as well in in design and in, uh, operating the programs. So you're going to have to know how 
different things are going to interact, like just having a knowledge, general knowledge of how models go together, uh, whether it be a gunpla kit or a, or a tank or whatever the hell. Uh, but yeah, you kind of have to know how that stuff goes together before you can design a thing that's going to go together with it without there being a big eh, and a lot of grief <laughs> on the post end. And that's, you know, so. Hitting blue screens at death. <laughs> No, I'm just talking about like put, 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 trying to put parts on a thing. You know, you spent all this time and you slaved away and you, you put all this money into this thing and, and labor and then it printed out and then you go to try and do it. And it's just like, oh, fuck, this is backwards <laughs> because I <laughs> didn't understand what I was doing necessarily, which is a way to learn. But it's a painful, it's a real, real painful way to learn. So yeah. it's tough because there isn't really like there are really like classes on that. Like now, you know, maybe there are, but I'm not familiar with them, but I'm mm. guessing they're more fringe than anything but you're not going to like go to you know uh get a uh, a night class or you know go to college or whatever to to learn how to 3d uh print your gundam parts <laughs> i mean you'd be you'd be surprised these days i mean like i said it's become really more of a widespread thing and there are mm-hmm. a ton of, of places that you could go to to kind of learn i mean you don't even have to um you don't even have to go to a class like there are people who are more than willing to to kind of have that information out there, much like how a lot of techniques that we were talking about earlier are out there. Like um, Blender Guru is an excellent resource to, to kind of learn 3D print, uh, 3D modeling uh, from the very basics. He teaches you how to how to how to build essentially a donut, right? Mm-hmm. He, t- he teaches you a donut with with like cream on top and some sprinkles, and that is all you need to learn the basics. And then you can go from there. And he teaches you like everything you need to know to get started for um, free. yeah for <laughs> free he does about he does it all um he 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 changes the uh the tutorial every time blender has a new version out uh, in case anything is different in the ui or kind of how things work um but uh I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times uh either on the podcast or on a stream but i am a professional 3d modeler by by craft like i it's what i do for a living right so uh, i do a lot of web 3d where i I model out, um, you know, uh, garments and shoes and stuff like that, and put them on uh, put them on the website for people to customize. And um, for us to do that, we also have to three D print some of our um, some of our prototypes, right? So whether it be uh, a prototype of a midsole or an outsole or something like that, just to sh- to see if the design is um, something that would be appealing to people looking at it from real life compared to something on screen is completely different. Um, and I can tell you, man, like 3D printing these days has, has gone, you know, strides and bounds in terms of the detail that it can achieve these days. It's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, FDM, uh, PLA, it doesn't matter. Like the, just the level of fidelity is crazy. Yeah. And, um, High seeing it being, print. It should as well. exactly. Yeah. And seeing it, um, seeing it, uh, being applied to scale models and in, in terms of like the, the size and the scale of things. Um, it blows my mind, you know, some like, for example, like, um, uh, Kyle mentioned, uh, Mech, uh, sort of case, uh, our friend Nick, um, and his, like, you know, his design of, uh, the hands and those are not, uh, those aren't simple designs, man. Those are complex and, and very small even. And he has to be able to get that detail, uh, correct, um, on screen, because even if it's on screen, it's going to be scaled or scaled even smaller once he prints it out. So he has to make sure that those things are nice and clear and the clarity is good and his time in between each layer is correct. Otherwise, 
uh, it won't come out as it looks on screen. Um, you know, it'd be, and in terms of like even bigger scale, you've got people like Godfinger, who's now built like putting together a 148 scale or whatever it was he's he's making, uh, full armor unicorn, you know, built completely from from resin 3D printing. Um, you know, he's 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 starting completely from scratch, taking ideas from the mega size and applying it to his own build, and it's it's insane the, the amount of things that people can kind of achieve with this new technique. And even on top of that, you've got like um, uh, garage kit uh, folk, you know, companies and and kind of the larger people um, who have uh, been doing uh, 3D printing for a while now in terms of like making the CADs and making the designs uh, on screen first before printing it out, before even um, molding and casting things, which is more of the traditional side of it. So it's it's really had its teeth in some parts of this hobby for a long time now. It's now just become more of a uh, a generalized uh, thing, whereas before it was just it was just a very niche kind of uh, uh, technique that nobody really paid too much mind to because the entry was just way too high. Yeah, it was definitely pricey. Yeah, and back in the day, the old, the way that we would do it just the way that I'm most familiar with, which is uh, sculpting a, a buck, making a silicon mold, and pouring resin and pulling blanks, and that's what a lot of what you get for say armor stowage i get a little box of that stuff right over here um and, and then uh you look at um its application for me from being a scratch builder from trade and then a scratch molder as well uh, doing my end is of uh, that sort of workload um is uh it's a it's a very tedious fucking thing to do and if i had the opportunity and the knowledge to use computers and 3d printers to do because i did a lot of um almost completely scratch built or like just like almost like yeah it would have been it's just better just to build it from scratch than it was for me to take like a couple of little elements you know like it would have been easier for me in a way to take those elements um then map them and then just apply them in a program because the legwork and the arm work that goes into doing that kind of that level of like making something that's like a hundred and whatever pieces is, is just so physically daunting um, that like that, um, you know, that, that takes years off your life, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, and it's great to have that like now. And I think that that's, that's one thing that I think is wonderful. So I used to be like big, like, on the fence 3d like oh 3d is kind of like oh like you were talking about the drawing right uh kyle and i thought to myself like i used to be that person that was like well if you can't draw a fucking circle or a straight line with your hand then what the fuck are you doing drawing like get the fuck out of here with your computer like oh, i can draw a circle with the computer it's like yeah get the fuck out of here so can anything you know so can a computer you know <laughs> like so um like that <laughs> that mix is that mix is like um and then that changeover too to see like the real actual application instead of the being the like the petty and jaded aspect of it you know uh and being like oh you know uh kicking sand at your friends but really seeing like the actual practical practical application and the real versatility of the tool and then changing to to learn that also uh 
to know those programs and, and understand them, not just like know the functionality or like understand how to operate them, but to really like know them to be able to create with them. Um, and that is uh, a true artistry that I still have uh, yet to learn. And that's one thing that's beautiful about being Jack of all trades. <laughs> I'm going to learn it. The, the, a question I wanted to pose since we have an eclectic mix of, um, of, uh, People who uh, who both dabbled into 3D printing, not dabbled into it, um, who's who have are, are neck deep into it, right? Like um, for I mean, it's really more towards directed more towards Brian, who's not dabbled in it, but was had that view of you know get that shit out of here, right? It's not a mind modeling <laughs> thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like why do you think people have that that opinion of you know oh this this is this is quote and to quote somebody a good friend of ours i'm not going to say who uh cheating right it's, it's cheating right yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, why is that so, a view why is that a view because the skill set um okay so we'll say like how do you want to how do you want to describe that <laughs> um so the the curve that the learning curve that's what i'm looking for the learning curve for scratch building at the level of final resolution in relation to 3d printing smell me so like 3d modeling th to scratch like three to scratch designing right and into 3d printing to scratch building the learning curve is incredibly more steep for the traditional methods of doing it all the hard way, the long way, all analog, the way I like to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> unless you're really good at it, which is what the deal is, like you get good at it by doing it your whole life and then it becomes fast. And so it's all the same. But like, obviously, no learning curve with computers and the integration in societies and the availability changes things quite a bit. So. Um, you have to adapt or you die, <laughs> um, to put it very bluntly. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, so that's, that is why I think that there is because, um, like it takes a long time to learn to do the shit that I've learned to do. And I value the knowledge that I have ultimately, I think is what it really boils down to. It is like, uh, a bit of self-identity. And it probably plays into a little bit of like uh, not and that's not necessarily coming from an arrogant place, but it's coming from a, like a, a vulnerable place, that place where we're like, you know, we have like a we have an idea of ourselves for the things that we've done. And like when you can do a thing that someone can come out of the blue and be like, oh, well, I just did this on the computer. And you're like, well, that's belittles all of the shit that I did for my whole long time. <laughs> to get to make the same or a similar end product and that is a huge hurdle to come over or to overcome that's the way i want to say yeah so overcome that because um it takes a lot of really being like horrifically honest and self-aware and i'm this back to the stuff that i was talking about at the beginning like being honest with your shit and being super duper like you know self-aware and that was what was something that I had to get over was that that level of my own ego from feeling that the time that I spent learning the, you know, the traditional ways or an analog way to do to do design. It doesn't make that any better than learning to do it uh, through digital means or through a, diff a different like a different method. And then like all these things can only benefit from like experiencing each other and interacting with each other. So like 
my like fighting against that was only making it worse for myself and for everything in a whole. So um, I think you gotta, like I think with your skill set, yeah. if you were to learn to three D oh, sure. model. Yeah, probably, right? dude, yeah. Yeah, probably, right? You know? Yeah, Yeah, if I had, like, the time and, like, the rig and all that jazz, yeah, totally, you know? Absolutely. And then, you know, that's, that's, there's still time for that. Like, I I feel like I'm still fairly young. I'm only in my early 40s, so, like, there's still plenty of time to do all that shit. Yeah, dude. And it's, like, the sooner you, like, start to embrace it, the quicker you get to... Yeah, whatever. Shangri-La. <laughs> uh, going back to uh, you saying you want to experience everyone, uh, I don't want to experience Julio. Fuck you, man. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Fuck you. I, I, you I'll get archery? too lost. I'll get too, <laughs> I'll get too lost in the sauce. I'll beat you with some archery, man. Get your Tim Assaults to go. I'll get you Tim Assaults. assaults. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, as uh, as Brian says, I agree with him. Um, you know, it, it is... Uh, it's a new technique. Um, it's a new, it's a new way of, of making things. Um, I know there are competitions out there that don't allow 3d printing at the moment. And, um, I think it's, it's a, it's both a form of not really understanding the medium. And also, uh, as Brian says, it, it's, it, it strays too far away from that traditional model making uh, scratch building kind of thing that a lot of people look for because it is a skill with your hands that you apply and it's not really something that you experience when you are you know, when you're molding in in uh, a digital space um so I, I you know i kind of agree with ryan that it, it's at the end of the day it's it's more of that traditionalist mindset that still needs to kind of step aside and kind of be like okay this is the new way of of uh scratch building it's you know it's it's a different skill set for sure but it's still a skill set that you have to learn and you have to put time in and stuff so um i think i think it's a viable thing uh but i think we still need to give it time uh because it's so easy to kind of steal others uh others um designs or just buy somebody's designs and be like hey yeah this is my own design so it's very um yeah it's still in in its infancy it's still very early on um, so let's get some final thoughts in, uh, about this thing. Um, whether uh, whether we uh, whether we think this is a uh, a thing that, that's going to continue going or not. Um, Brian, you have something to say. Let's, let's hear it. I do have something to say on this, and I did wanted to also say real quick is that I don't think that three D printing and three D designing should ever replace <laughs> scratch building or, or, or drawing by hand or analog designing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't feel I'm never going to stop doing that. And like mm-hmm. I may dabble in 3D, 3D design and 3D printing, but um, I don't think that there is a there. Neither one is better than the other is really what I was getting at. And uh, I think that you should definitely ex- work at whatever you want to work at. And, and uh, uh, like, don't like, because nobody's going to go, don't don't go out there and 3D design this crazy thing and then print this crazy thing that you could have scratch built really easily because you're wasting your time and you're wasting your, your unless you're like doing it as a challenge. Don't get me wrong. Challenge yourself. <laughs> but at the same time, you can build a box out of styrene. I swear to God, I have faith in you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that being said, I'm going to do my little bit. Peace out. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, uh, listening to us and hanging out tonight. You can find me on uh, Instagram as Bro Builder. You can find me on YouTube under Kodokai. Uh, we do live streams weekly, and we'll see you guys around. See ya.
Thank you, Brian. Uh, Kyle. Kyle, your boy Kyle. Um, I'm with Brian. You should never get rid of analog. Um, I've I've dabbled in both, and though I'm very new to either one of them, um, I'm sure that they share the same fundamentals, and they both have their benefits depending on situations. Um, I will say, if you are looking to get into 3D modeling, uh, especially in regards to Gumpla hard surface modeling look for tutorials that deal specifically in that because that is in line with um the similar designs that we deal with with gumpla or machinery or any of that kind of sci-fi stuff um hard surface modeling videos are great there's a shit ton on youtube um uh yeah i mean thanks thanks for listening to us uh clueless gumpla builder i I never know what to say to these things um Fuck your life. Your, Bing you bong. Have, you don't have to promote yourself, Kyle. You just have to say your, your final words in uh, on so, the episode. Uh, here are my final words. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> uh, Julio, words. Yo, 3D printing and 3D modeling is one of the best things to happen to scale modeling in general. I'll say it now. Those are my final words. This shit is going to be so expansive in another couple of years. Everybody's going to be into it. Look what I did. There's my own individual shit. Look at it. It's beautiful. You see how many beauties you can fit in here? The whole two beauties. <laughs> I, I mean, I really feel like I'm going to interject again, dude. I'm cutting back in. I'm cutting back in. I feel like it's going to be a whole different facet. Like It's not going to be the same shit. It's going to be a whole new world. Can you imagine the next one where you're like, oh, no, nah, that's cheating. 3D printing is the real way. <laughs> Hologram projecting. Nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> um, well, for me, I think that uh, both mediums can coexist hand in hand. You know, you can have things that uh, you scratch built that you can complement with some 3D printing here and there. Um it's a, it's a, it's, it's like I said, it's in its infancy. So I'm really interested to see where it goes. And uh, I'll also give you uh, some re- resources like Kyle uh, had mentioned. Um, Blender Guru, uh, like I mentioned before, is a really good resource for you to learn the basics, uh, kind of get your feet wet into um, into the uh, the model making uh, thing, right? Uh, Blender is a free program that you can download and use right now. Um, there is no, uh, there's no price point to, to enter. It's, com- you know, completely open source, so you can do as you want with it. Um, and then if you guys want to start getting into the whole kind of thing um, that's more really related towards Mecca and, and the hard surface thing that Kyle mentioned, um, go and bother Mech Case because he knows his stuff uh, and um, he doesn't have, have much to do in his day. So uh, let him know that he's... Uh, he can he can fill his day by helping you out and getting into the whole 3D modeling thing. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's the end of this episode, guys. Thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure doing one of these. Uh, welcome back again, Kyle. Hopefully, we will get Z back in. We can have like an episode with all five of us at one point. Okay. Uh, Z, how to feed feed the snake where its weaknesses? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. better testicle. Stop doing that, please. All right, he's getting a taste for it. So uh, we'll see you. We'll see you guys in another two weeks. Have, have a great rest of your day, whatever time you guys are listening to us. We'll see you next time. Make sure you build it sideways. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.